Welcome to the James Mellon Podcast. I am Dr. James Mellon, and I am here to help you live your greatest life ever by living life to the fullest. What you're about to hear is one of my Sunday talks from our Celebrations of Love. I hope you enjoy it. Do you ever have one of those Murphy's Law moments? (laughs) When just everything that could go wrong might go wrong? Well, yesterday I had the exact opposite. Yesterday I had the most amazing day. Friday and Saturday I cleared my schedule. I had nothing to do. I did nothing. I stayed home. I read. I wrote. I kept listening to the audio of radical acceptance over and over again. I just had this beautiful day. I got tons done. I did a lot of accounting. I got my taxes done. Has everybody else got their taxes done? Yeah, Yeah, long time ago. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But I have no feeling about that. Um, But I got everything done, and it was just a beautiful night. Everything. I I went and watched Schmigadoon. Anybody watching Schmigadoon? Anybody ever hear of Schmigadoon? Yeah, I'm into Chicago. Um, just uh, such a great day. So I woke up this morning. I know you were like, what? It's a TV show on Netflix. Apple. Netflix. No, Apple. Apple. It's on Apple, but you can get it through Netflix. It's really great. It's, it's about musical comedy. Surprise. Um, so this morning I wake up, and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like... I've had such a beautiful week, and now I can just sit and really pay attention to what I want to talk about today. And I go into the office, and my computer doesn't open. I was like, well, that's funny. I'll, turn, I'll just turn it all off and do it again. And it comes up again, and it's just like nothing. It's just frozen for some stupid reason. I don't know why. And then all of a sudden, it worked. And I was like, okay, we're good. So now I'm working on my talk and everything, and I finish everything. And then I pull out my iPad, and it says, log in. I was like, my iPad never tells me to log in. And it's not even my iPad, it's Kevin's. I wonder what his login is. Of course, he has no idea because he's never used the iPad. I've used it. (laughs) So I can't get it to work. And that takes 20 minutes, half an hour. And Kevin said, do you know what time it is? I'm like, yeah, it's like 8 o'clock. He goes, it's 8.30. I was like, what? And so my whole day was like shot out of a cannon right from the beginning of it. But as I was driving here, I thought to myself, how do you feel? And the answer wasn't really good, how I felt. I was like, I'm feeling really tight. I'm feeling like everybody's sitting here at the, at the center waiting for me. Um, and then I just let it all go. I was like, oh my God, the secret of life is enjoying the passage of time. It doesn't say enjoying only those passages of time that you like. It says enjoying as it goes by. So I have this quote. Go ahead and give me the first quote, Thor. This is by James Taylor. You have to choose whether to love yourself or not. Isn't that just so simple? You have to choose, whether, Lori, whether to love yourself or not. And do you know how often in your life you choose not to love yourself? Just think about it for a minute, Pete. How many times do you think in a day you choose not to love yourself? Like perhaps when you let yourself get all freaked out about something. That's not loving yourself. Or when you're suddenly thinking about your past and you're not happy with some of the things. Anybody here have anything in their past they're not happy about? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, when you look, except to your mother. Your mother is good with all of it. (laughs) And you know what? My father, the night before he passed, that's exactly what he told me. 
Yeah, it was a little bit different conversation, but he said to me, he said, I said, isn't there anything, is there anything you'd like to wish you had done better? He went, nope. I think everything I did was the best I could do. I was like, wow, good for you. I've worked that out in my life since then. No, really, because at that time, I was more like, I was more like, really? Because I could give you a dozen things you could have done better. But later, years later, I suddenly got that message. I was like, oh my God, he was right. We all need to get to that moment where we actually get to that moment, that last moment in our lives and go, isn't it a lovely ride? It was great. All of it. All of it. You have to choose whether to love yourself or not. So in this last day of wonder, this last moment of wonder as we go through it here, um, I want to ask you a real important question. How often in your life, Carol, do you spend focusing on the wonder that is Carol Hatchett? How much time do you guys spend, Amy Shapiro, really thinking about Amy Shapiro? the wonder that is that woman. I mean, really, do we give ourselves enough time in our day, Judd, to really look at Judd and go, I'm awesome. I really, really like what Judd did, does, and is becoming. That's the wonder I want to look at as we close out this month. Do you find the things in you that there is to love? Like James Taylor said, you have to choose whether to love yourself or not. I think way too often we choose the opposite. We choose to criticize ourselves. We choose, we, we, we choose to look at the, our failings, our shortcomings. We choose to look around us and see things that we're not happy with. I could have had a, a better house. I could have done this. I could have had a better career. I used to always talk about things that didn't happen in my career. Shows, musicals, plays that I was this close to getting. Do you all know that I was the second runner-up to Kevin Bacon for Footloose? Yeah, you all know that because I say it all the time. But I was, and then turned down to be his dance double because he didn't dance the way I did because I was just so annoyed. Now I would love to have been his dance double. I wish I had done it so that I could like, watch the movie and say to my friends, that's me, not him. Nice, good. Good for Footloose. So, but no, seriously, I'm really so over that. Um, how do you feel right now? How do you feel right now? I'm, I'm really honest. I really am. I'm like, good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy Tom Cruise has the career he has. I'm good, good with all that stiff, shtick, that shtick doom that, that used to really drive me crazy. Um, because one of the lyrics in this, in this beautiful song of James Taylor's is, everyone knows that love is the only road. You know, I woke up that morning with love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. That wasn't a like trying to figure out what our vision statement was. I just woke up one morning and in my head was love only, forgive everything, remember who you are. It just was a download to me. It just came to me and I was like, that's cool. I wrote it down and I have been living it, doing my best to live it ever since. And I think that was maybe 10 years ago. We're 20, I'm 20 years in my ministry, so it was at least 10 years ago. Everyone knows that love is the only road. So as I said, I'm reading this book by Tara Brock, um, Radical Acceptance. And here is one of her quotes. What would it be like 
if I could accept life, accept this moment exactly as it is. So that's a question I have for you today. What would it be like if I could accept life, all of life, all of life, bless you, this moment exactly as it is, not try to run away from it, not try to pretend it's something else, not try to change it or fix it, but to really, there's a part in the book, there's a scene in the book where a man is on stage to give a lecture on Buddhism and he has beginning stages of Alzheimer's. And he gets on the stage and they all welcome and he gets on stage and all of a sudden he doesn't know why he's there. And instead of whatever he might have done, he just stared down and started narrating what he was going through. He said, I don't know why I'm here. I feel out of sorts. I'm not exactly sure what's happening. My mind feels boggled. And the, the, the audience was just apparently enraptured by this. And he kept talking himself through it until he came back and, and basically got to the point of, oh, I'm here to talk about Buddhism. And, and the audience just burst into applause. And, and, and some of the quotes in the book are, no one has ever taught us that way. Really taught us that miracle of mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh really taught us to be fully present, fully alive, fully awake, really paying attention to who I am. But in order to do that, you need to know who you are, not be afraid of who you are, not constantly be trying to be someone else. You're probably going to make more mistakes in your life, do you think? Is anybody here expecting no more mistakes whatsoever in your life? You are, Marilyn? Good luck. No, here's the thing. Ernest Holmes says there are no mistakes. There are just natural outcomes to the way you use your mind. That's the truth. But you may think it's a mistake, and that's fine. So I have this question for you. That's what Tara Brock asks us in the book. But I want to say, what would it be like if I could accept myself exactly as I am? Not just life, all of life and all the things that happen, but what would it be like, Robbie, if you could accept Robbie Gilman exactly the way he is? You do pretty good at that, don't you? You're pretty good with it. And you are a Buddhist, correct? No, no lapsed. In that general vein of, yeah. So what would it be like, Corrine, if you could accept yourself exactly the way you were? and loved it, no matter what is going on. And I know we say this a lot, but um, the reason why I bring it up is because, to me, that's the secret of life. The secret of life, yes, it is allowing time to move on and just stay present, but for me, it's more about the secret of life is loving myself unconditionally no matter what's going on and navigating from that perspective. And that's the hard part, navigating from that perspective and not letting anyone, anything, including yourself, including your history, not letting any of it change your perspective of who you are. So I want to ask you all today, and I'm going to ask you, actually really ask you to tell me, uh, who do I want to ask for? Audrey, what is 
What is your secret of life? Like, what's the secret of life according to Audrey Larson? Service. Service. Okay, great. Aaron? I think that's it. That's it? Which is what? That I accept this moment as it is, and I accept myself and I love myself. Okay, D, what's your secret of life? Because you, you must have a secret. Fun. Fun. <laughs> how many who's, how many secret of life is having fun? Yeah. Scott, what's yours? That it's all perfect. The secret of life is seeing it as all perfect. Okay, great. Pat, what's the secret of life? Understanding your ultimate basic identity. Great. Carol? Inner joy. So I want you all to ask yourselves this today. Mary Ann? The secret of life is to come from love at all times, right? So the title of my talk today is, What's Your Secret? What is your secret? And here's the thing about secrets. Um, Sometimes your secrets are things that are running your life that you're not really aware of. You may have a secret that you don't think your life is actually going to unfold the way you want it to. That might be a secret. That might be one of your secrets. Or a secret that of you may have be holding inside a secret of it should have happened back then, so I doubt if it's going to happen now. We have many secrets that we hold on to. And we put up facades and we put up beautiful masks and we create these characters and we have fun. We enjoy life and all, but there's still something going on inside. This book and this song, The Secret of Life, this whole concept for me has literally... Shit, Eric Borg's going to say, nope, that's not what literally means, but I'll say literally anyway, has literally shed layers off of my being, has literally taken away so much of the the gloss. It's like that song we sing, you know, uh, um, about letting the rocks and the water, rolling river God, just wash away all the facade. You don't need a facade. You don't need some, some character to play because who you are is perfect, just the way you are. Now, I should have Billy Joel up here singing with me. So, <laughs> so what gets you through your days? I have a quote. So I was looking up an Ernest Holmes quote, and I put into my Google, I was just like, what's the number one uh, Ernest Holmes quote? And this was it. It's long but I'll read it slowly. Love is within us. It cannot be destroyed. It can be ignored. Stop right there. You can ignore yourself. And you know when you're ignoring yourself? When you're not loving yourself at any time. You are ignoring the truth of who you are. It can be ignored. To the extent that we abandon love, we will feel it has abandoned us. Denying love is our only problem, and embracing it is our only answer. Through the power of love, we can let go of past history and begin again. Love heals, love forgives, and love makes whole. Now put self in front of that word love. Self-love can let you let go of your past history. Self-love can let you begin again, all over again, brand new. It can heal you heal you. And I really mean heal you. Physically heal you. 
It can forgive whatever you need forgiven. And it not really makes you whole, but it reminds you that you are whole. So today really is about, for me, how much love can we turn this way? How much wonder can we have about ourselves? And it's okay, by the way, when you pull up, because you're going you're gonna to pull up some real dark stuff. Some of the shadows will come up to say, really, you think you're all that? What about this? And there's a great line in the book where she says, you just need to look at it and go, yeah, that too. Yeah, I'm that as well. Tiffany's not here. I share her quote. Yeah, I'm an asshole too. <laughs> That's Tiffany. I'm great. I'm loving. I'm caring. And yes, sometimes I'm an idiot. Anybody? Yeah. But then we have to be okay with that, which doesn't mean you just get to go be an idiot and be okay with it. <laughs> just FYI, right? <laughs> well, yeah. No, it does not, Aaron. So James Taylor's remedy for self-love is this, and it's my favorite line in the whole song, and for all you type A behaviorists out there, try not to try too hard. It's a lovely ride. How many people out here try really hard? How many really dynamic... Eric's like, I don't at all. <laughs> I do. I have in the past. I, I, I am a doer. I, I do. I do. I do. I do. I keep going, going, going. I want to find another project. I love doing this. And here's the thing. I think I'm still going to be that, but I'm not going to try so hard. I think I'm going to get even busier by not trying so hard. Really, in a good way, because I will just love everything I'm doing. And if I have to really try hard to make this work, Houston, we have a problem. Something's not working. And that's one of the other things that's so great in this book, asking ourselves, check your body, check your heart, check your soul. What are you feeling? If you're feeling like this doesn't feel good, stop it. It's like when I went to see my, my, uh, my sports doctor a couple of weeks ago, I was having a really hard problem with my shoulder. And I was explaining to him, I was working out and I have this new workout program. And... Um, I showed him, I said, it's this one exercise when I do this thing and I, I pull it up and I, I said, it must be that, and he went, stop doing that exercise. <laughs> I was like, well, no, it's really good for your chest. He goes, it's not good for your shoulder. He said, so stop doing it. Pick something else up. I have no pain in my shoulder. I stopped doing that exercise. So stupid. Just the dumbest thing. And I was really like beating myself up over it. I was like, oh my God, I've spent two weeks laying in bed at night going, God, what is that? And I knew what it was. And my body kept saying, every time I went over to that machine and I started to pick up this really heavy pulley and lift it, I could feel my body going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But I was just like, you're fine. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Love your body through your mind. It's that simple. You must love hearing that. So how many overachievers do we have here today? How many overachievers are ready to stop being overachievers? Good. That's the answer. So what are you laughing at? He doesn't sure if he's ready to give it up. <laughs> really, Scott? Stand up. <laughs> now just say, I am ready to stop overachieving.
Are you? I am I'm ready to stop overachieving. All right. That was a little tentative. Loud. No, here's the thing. Uh, uh, no. But you are going to achieve as much, if not more, than you've ever achieved by trying. What's the lyric? Trying to stop trying to try so hard. So you're ready to achieve everything. I'm going to stop trying to try so hard. Does that sound good? Okay. Yes, you still get to do everything, and I'm right there alongside you. Yes, good. He's never coming back here. So what if we took things the way they are and stayed in the wonder of it and let it decide, let it bring to our intelligence what we want to do about it? As opposed to, when I think of overachieving, it's like I decide here's how this is going to go and then I go make it happen. And everyone around me gets to be miserable because I'm going to make it happen. And I, not that long ago, I had that kind of mindset as a director in theater uh, uh, and maybe as a teacher, I don't know, you, you students can tell me, really? Okay, good. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Three months. Three months? Pretty much, yeah. Because I, that, that, was my, that was my mode. I, was, I just was raised that way. I was raised, go for it, do it, make it happen. You can make it happen. How many people here have that kind of personality? It's like, the only way this gets done well is if I do it. Kevin, put your hand up. <laughs> and, and the sad thing is he's usually right. <laughs> That's what's annoying. But, but we got to get over that. You know what? Sometimes it's okay to just let it be done a little less than you would have done it. How's that feel to you people? Some of you are going like, no, I couldn't possibly do that. But we can. It's okay. So what if we took things as they came and stayed in the wonder of it, letting it reveal itself? To us. Could we just take a step back a little bit? Try not to try too hard? Because guess what? It's a lovely ride. At the top of the month, I said, a mind that's filled with wonder has a lot to discover. And a mind that thinks it knows, knows nothing. That's the truth. That's the life we get to live. So what did you discover this month? I discovered that the secret to life is that there's no secret. There is no secret. No offense, James Taylor. The secret of life is this quote by Ernest Holmes. All the power of the universe is within you. Feel it, know it, and then act as if it were true. As if it were true. Because it is true. The secret of life is understanding who you are. It's this. Remembering who you are. And the secret is there's no secret. You know it. We all know it. And this idea of self-love, when you find yourself loving yourself, you are right there in the vibration of knowing yourself. Because if you really know who you are, you couldn't do anything but love yourself. You just couldn't. You just couldn't. So if you find yourself doing anything other than loving yourself, even in the worst situations, you're forgetting who you are. That's how it works. So... The last quote I have is from the founder of Unity, Charles Fillmore. And many of you have heard this in my classes because I use this. I don't even remember which class we use it in, probably practitioner class. But it's this. Charles Fillmore wrote this at the age of 93. 
I fairly sizzle with zeal, energy, and enthusiasm, eager to do that which ought to be done by me today. Does that sound like you when you wake up in the morning? It should. So here's how we're going to close this out. First of all, Charles Fillmore wrote this at 93, and he passed like months later. But he wanted everyone to know that it didn't matter where he was in his passage of time, because he knew every morning he would wake up, sizzle, be ready. What does he say there? I, I fairly sizzle with zeal, energy, and enthusiasm. And then eager to do that which ought to be done by me today. There are things, David, Reverend David, that ought to be done by you today. And I don't think you need to know them yet, even though I'm sure you two already have great plans for the day. But maybe there are different things. Maybe something's going to change that. But the concept, the mindset, Eric, of knowing that there are things that ought to be done by me today, and I am sizzling with enthusiasm to find out what that is. Not deciding what it is and making it happen, but being the vessel that allows it to move through me and take me on a journey. That's the wonder of life. And it starts with self-love. I love myself to know that that's who I am. So everybody stand. And I want us all to read this together. You ready? I fairly sizzle with zeal, energy, and enthusiasm, eager to do that which ought to be done by me. Okay, one more time, this time animated. I want you to be as wild and spontaneous and as crazy as you've ever been. You all you, good with that? Yes? Good. Okay, come up here, Christy. She's going to show you what that looks like. Follow her lead. You ready? There we go. Good. Ready? Here we go. And I fairly sizzle with zeal, energy, and enthusiasm, eager to do that which ought to be done by when? Today. And so it is. Thank you. Okay, everybody. That's it. You can sit down now. You're all like, we're leaving now because we have things to do. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the James Mellon Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the show. That way, you'll be sure to receive every new episode. And if you want to reach out and talk to me, you can always find me at my website, jamesmellon.org. Thanks again, and I will see you next time.